Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Rays of various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 201 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast celebrating the inner geek in all of us. I am, of course, today joined by my wonderful co-host, Ray. How you doing, Ray? I'm doing good, Joe. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. I think both of you and I are very, very tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of weird to hear you say 201. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, it's, I... I had that thing happen in my head just now where like right after the new year, you start writing, you know, uh, 2,201. Oh, wait, no, it's 2,020. Oh, wait, it's 2,021. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see how my internet feels about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week, man? Um, well, first of all, my world was rocked when Rob posted um, in uh, the Geektitude channel on Slack that I need. He says, I'm going to need you to go ahead and binge Modoc on Hulu. Did you know that this was even a thing? Yeah, I had heard about it. It's the animated series, right? It's not animated. I mean, it is animated, but it's not animated like cartoon animated it is um, Rob- stop- robot chicken animated yes it's very much robot chicken animated and it's insane and i love robot chicken <laughs> and i love marvel and is it a seth the- rogan thing um i don't know if it's a seth Ro- rogan thing okay. i know um I, yeah i'm really not sure uh-huh. i just know that it is basically marvel and robot chicken had a baby and it was modok <laughs> and the cuts run deep Oh, like cool. they pull from like way like like they had brood in this last episode that <laughs> yes. I watched. Like it's <laughs> just ridiculous. And yeah, so if you if you like robot chicken, first of all, if you don't know what robot chicken is, um, then you need to stop this podcast immediately. Go to YouTube or wherever else you can find it and just watch some of the segments because if you are anywhere born anywhere in the 70s or 80s maybe even the early 90s like they have information they have stuff there for you that you will like <laughs> just geek out over but then modok was it like i'm only through three episodes because we've been busy this weekend but oh my god so much fun <laughs> that's cool how long is it like a half hour each episode yeah each episode's like 24 minutes okay so i looked it up it's Patton oswald not seth rogan yeah, Pat now as well. Which makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll put it on at some point. I was never really a big robot chicken person. Oh, uh, I, I, I love the randomness. Like, if you're not, <laughs> if you're a person who doesn't like random and doesn't find it funny, then yeah, robot chicken is torturous. Um, <laughs> if, if you I'm like, like Bill, r- sustain a narrative, goddamn you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it exactly like (laughs) stop going for the cheap joke it's right in front of you we all see it (laughs) it it happens in the first five minutes so i'm totally going to spoil this but one of the bet like the the very first thing you are introduced to is iron man is fighting aim and modok and he's like in the middle of the battle iron man says damn it mary berry that 
that crust was perfectly flaky. And, <laughs> and Modoc goes, are you binging uh, Brit- the British Bake Off while you're fighting me? And he's like, no, no, I am savoring it. We cannot watch more than two episodes a day because it has to last. That's <laughs> hilarious. At that point, I'm like, this is the best show ever. (laughs) It's like, how many things can converge for Joe to say yes to? (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, MODOK has been a huge part of my last 24 hours. And then, um, because I've been looking stuff up about it, I'm like, how did I not know about this? Like, just craziness. Um, MODOK is an acronym for... Mechanized organism designed only for killing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> is this, is, is he, I mean, I obviously I'm aware of the character just from reading comics for so long. Is he like the Marvel Mitzelpick? pick? No, Marvel has a Mitzel pick, but I don't remember what it's, what it's called. Okay. Um, he's like this little green alien with like an oval head. When I was uh, younger, I used to, con- I used to confuse MODOK with, uh, um, uh, long shot universe. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Mojo. Mojo. Yes. Oh my God, that would be a hilarious way to do a Mojo show. <laughs> that's gotta happen at some point. They yeah, that's got. That's the. That's the. That's the next. That's the next step. Is like yeah. a a Mojo TV series where just the randomness of the. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, please. Um. Yeah. Just who would have thought, Modoc? Oh, I'm looking at. I'm sorry about that. I'm no, look- go ahead. I'm looking at Modoc's origin story here. The first Modoc is George Tarleton, a former employee of AIM, an arms dealing organization specializing in futuristic weaponry, who undergoes substantial mutagenic medical experimentation originally designed to increase his intelligence. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't know he was so closely associated with AIM. Oh, yeah. No, he is. He is all about AIM. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool because they kind of threw AIM into the mix uh, in Iron Man 3, but it wasn't really, you know, AIM's a a big deal in the comics. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they're continuing to do stuff with that, even if it is a wacky, (laughs) robot-chicken-esque Hulu series. (laughs) AIM's always been a little bit on the goofy side. I I remember in the the run of Avengers where um, Sunspot and Cannonball are part of it. Sunspot just, he's like partying with a bunch of AIM guys. uh, What? In in like Madripoor or something. And because they're undercover. And he's like, you know, you guys really aren't that bad. I don't know why we're (laughs) like always fighting. He's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to buy AIM. And he just buys AIM. What? And and he like he runs AIM for a substantial amount of time. What the hell? Yeah, he he, he renames it, I think. But <laughs> yeah, he's got all those little yellow people like running around. <laughs> yeah, that's doing stuff for him. Oh my god, we really are getting an like like just a an old school Marvel universe comic book universe live action now or, or in, in other media. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like now, now we can like, Hey, this is a really weird idea. Well, yeah, let's do it then. You know? Yeah. I love it. I love That's it. So cool. What, what, any other geeky stuff this week? Um, I don't know if you consider it geeky, but like, okay. So the reason why I'm so tired is it's just like, I feel like I have been going nonstop since we've gone back to school 
And I have not had a lot of time to like indulge in stuff that I enjoy. Like I haven't honestly, Ray, I haven't played a video game in like two months. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Too, like I, I, I haven't played one since spring break. So that was the last week in March, first week in April. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've either been editing or I've been getting school stuff done. And it's just like, I'm so looking forward to the end of this week because of Friday's my last day of school. And I just need to not, I just need to not for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so one of like Wednesday, um, this last week, Matt went to, to Vegas and it was like, okay, that's great because the time that we normally spend in the evening, just like chilling and watching TV together, I can like go do geeky things. I didn't, I didn't even have the energy. Like I sat and binge watched the mighty ducks game changers. That was my geeky. (laughs) That was my geeky week. And I love it. And I don't care if people say that it's a good show, not a good show. Like it, it is exactly what I need to turn my brain off and be like, okay, this is amazing. Wait, I thought the mighty ducks was a film franchise. Uh, It was, but you know, Disney plus is like getting all, all creative. So now it is the, the whole conceit is it is a TV series. Um, the mighty ducks have become a really, really good team. And now they suffer from like the really like the soccer moms and football dads that are like pushing their kids too hard. And, um, one of the kids gets kicked off the team because he's not good enough. He gets cut. And so his mom puts together her own team so that he can continue to play. And it's a team made up of all the losers. And of course, Emilio Estevez happens to be the owner of the skating rink that they use to uh, practice at. So, Whoa. I had no idea that the mighty ducks just got their own TV series. (laughs) The mighty ducks just got their own TV series. And it's just, it's, it's not, it's not over the top cliche. It's not, over ridiculously sweet, but I mean, it's a, it's, it's a family sitcom. Right. I would say that's too bad. It's not those things. Cause that's what the original movie was like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, I feel like, like people want them to be like really, really, I don't know. I don't know what you expect of the mighty ducks. I just, I just like game changers. It's, yeah. Sweet and it's endearing and it makes me happy. And so that is what I have been <laughs> sustaining myself on. That and Modoc. It's just okay, I have time Perfect. for an hour show. I'm gonna watch <laughs> my ducks. I have a time for a half hour show, watch Modoc. Do and yeah. Do any of the original Mighty Ducks kids are they grown ups in the series in the TV show? Uh spoilers, they have an episode where they're doing like a big like reunion party and most of the original whoa yeah i mean that's got to be cool for fans of the movies yeah yeah absolutely and i've watched the first two i don't i guess there's a third one that i never saw but i but really yeah, want to i really want to keep asking stuff like does emilio estevez show up but i'm not going to i'm just gonna let people oh watch. yeah no he he is he is he is he is the star of the yeah no he oh Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, the, the Gordon Bombay owns the the rink that she just happens to book for their practices. Holy shit! All right, yeah. Like, <laughs> like they, they, Disney was like full on is leaning into this and going, okay, this is going to be a thing. Right, right. I feel like I should make sure my sister knows about this. <laughs> oh, is this one of her favorite franchises? I mean, it's something that was on 
because all the time <laughs> because she, she would fixate on something and just watch it over and over and over and over again. And this was definitely one of those. So. Yeah, we don't know how that is at all. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I'm on my. I'm, I'm about to complete my what fourth Marvel MCU rewatch. That's amazing. I'm about ready. I'm re- about ready to start my second full rewatch, but I have to get through. I have to get through through the first three, which I've watched multiple times, right, right. trying to get this started. <laughs> right. But what I'm not going to do, Joe, what I'm not going to do is watch Iron Man two seven times this week. That's what I'm not going to do. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I did that when I was growing up. I would fixate on, but I mean, like, yeah, I would fix on on something and watch it over and over again until oh, my parents man. were like hiding the the, the VCS. Seriously, thing. no, for real, really hiding the VHS. Whether it's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure or like Beetlejuice or God, no wonder Tim Burton is such a thing. Still, anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have been, you know, I've been a sports geek this week, to be honest. Um, The NBA playoffs are going on, and it's Mm -hmm. like the one sports league that I don't really feel too guilty to watch anymore. Right, 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 right. Uh, And, um, you know, last year, because of the pandemic, the, the playoffs were basically canceled, and were played much later in the year. So they had a very shortened NBA season. And this year they've gone back to the normal uh, uh, calendar, I guess, scheduling. Mm -hmm. So this time of year for me, like feels very familiar now because of the playoffs. And that's, I think, I think I'm in the same boat of you as you were. I'm just kind of like looking for something to just like soothe me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just remember from from all those years as a substitute teacher, you know, the semester is winding down. The days are getting longer. It's summer. Uh, you wouldn't know it from how overcast and cold it's been lately. But it's summer. Summer's coming. And the NBA playoffs are on basically every afternoon. Mm-hmm. There's two, ga- at least two, if not three games on. So, like, it becomes like a background noise kind of thing. Right. But it's really nice, you know, like I'm, I'm grill. I grilled almost every day this, you know, this past week. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And so like, I'm in the balcony grilling my dinner up and there's basketball in the background and it's sunny and it's just nice. <laughs> and, uh, that's, I feel like, um, there hasn't been a lot of room for other geeky stuff. Oh my God. We're going to talk about army of the dead, uh, later. Yes. And I, Joe, when I tell you, like, I struggled, like, I had to fit that, I had to disrupt, (laughs) I had to disrupt the harmony of my, of the vibe I had going this week with Army of the Dead, Uh, the things I do for this podcast. So we're going to talk about that. I was going to say, you know, I I appreciate it. At at least we'll be able to, you know, discuss it in depth and, and really... Um, dig into the deeper meanings within the movie. <laughs> oh, glorious sarcasm. Um, <laughs> another thing kind of related to what I've been, what I've been geeking out about this week is I also decided that I had to pray. You, you have a home. So 
I'm sure there is maintenance that is required to keep your home as beautiful as, as it is, uh, es- <laughs> especially the outdoors part, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have a balcony, so <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know exactly what that's like, Joe. You and me, man. <laughs> Same experience. But, uh, um, you know, I, I've ignored it. It's It slowly turns into storage in certain parts of the year where it's just like, I ain't going out there, like, whatever. Uh, especially after, you know, a rainy couple of days where everything's just kind of wet and soggy out there. So, um, because I'm hoping for, you know, warmer days soon or anticipating at least, I, I kind of took everything out of my balcony, cleaned it down. I've added a little deck area overhang for the cats. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I fixed up the grilling area. And so it's, that's another thing I've been geeking out my power tools, sports and power tools this week, Joe. Nice for me. Yeah. With, uh, with a little bit of zombie action thrown in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll apologize for that, but we'll we'll get to that later. (laughs) Yeah. We got to cover how this started to your reaction to wait, what there's, And I'm going to tell you right now, I was not planning on doing a a army of the dead episode until like, I don't know, after like midsummer when we were like, do you have anything else to do? I don't know. Do we have any, like, what are we, can we cover? We have nothing. Let's let's force ourselves to watch army of the dead. But Matt was like flipping through (laughs) Netflix and I can hear his thought process. (laughs) I know he sees it and he's like, I've watched a lot of the stuff I've wanted to watch and I know Joe's really stressed out. So what if I just pick something for him that I would normally want to watch, but I think he might like. So I very much appreciate this. And so he says, Hey, it's army of the dead. That's zombies. You like zombies want to watch it. And I was like, well, if there's ever going to be a time for me to watch this movie, my husband offering it to me on a platter, I'd like, <laughs> I can't not, right. can't not watch right. this. And I swear to God, Ray, five minutes into this movie, like it didn't even get in, it didn't even get through the credits before I was like, same. At, at least. I will have things to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Say, oh my god! Okay, so so we're we're gonna we're gonna go to break right now so we can start talking about this because I feel we're ready. Uh, yes, and then we're gonna come back, and then after after we talk about Army of the Dead, we're we're doing things out of order. It's it's two hundred and one <laughs> people. Things can change at a moment's notice. <laughs> um, after we talk about the Army of the Dead, um, we are going to go and discuss the Marvel rewatch because I think we'll all need a palate cleanser at that point. Oh God, yes, and um, and so that's what we'll do. We will be right back. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu. Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. 
That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. And we're back. Yo, I, I wanna I wanna go over again. I think it's hilarious. First of all, how you were sort of uh, s- like snared into watching this by my husband. Uh, I know like, that- of all people, <laughs> because you know I I you're just a really nice guy, man. I've uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in that situation before where somebody who knows my love of comic books and superheroes and movies will go, Hey, let's watch Hancock. And I'll be like, we are not watching that fucking bullshit. Listen to me. Okay. Listen, you casual. I have taste. I have standards. I know. I'm a fan. I know which superhero movies we're watching. Step back. The ones that are art. Not the ones that are that. Like step away from the remote. <laughs> yeah, man. Just put it down. Never mind that they just try to do something really thoughtful for me. I'm like, denied. <laughs> False. And and it was like, and he's like, like, you know, he he does this. Like, I always know he's not enjoying something if he goes. So what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to let you start the shit talking session. Well, he's going to like, because if you're enjoying I know his, again, I know his thought process. I know he's like, because if he's enjoying it, I'm just going to sit here and daydream. Right. But if, <laughs> but if he's not enjoying it, we can go and move on to something else. Dear God, I hope he's not enjoying it. Oh, at what point did he ask that question? So what do you think? Oh, like 10 minutes in. Oh, and I said, I said, well, I said, we've started it, and I know we're going to eventually cover it on the podcast. <laughs> so if you're willing to sit through it, I'm, I'm in for the long haul if you are. And he goes, okay, I can do that. Um, oh. But what do you think about it? And I'm like, well, let's just get it out of the way right now. This is not a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Goes, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I could not get through this movie. I don't blame you. And that is that is a rare thing for me to not finish a movie. Like I seriously, Joe, in my entire life, mm-hmm. I can say I've walked out of one movie in my mm-hmm. life. One movie that I walked out of the theater of. I'm just not a person that does that. I commit. You know, it's probably the only thing that I commit to <laughs> in my <laughs> life. This is it. All my commitment powers are used on the, on movies, and I failed with this one, man. I tried twice to to watch to get through it. Wow! And it just could not hold my attention. My eyes would glaze over. Well, it, okay. all right. So I'm going to start, if it's okay with you, with getting all the the taking care of all the Snyderite comments, so that. You know, people, when they come at me, they already know what the answers to this are. Right. Um, I did not. A part of me was going to be like, I'm going to indulge in all of the different conspiracy theories on the internet, as we do with WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 
to really understand the deeper meaning behind Zack Schneider's Army of the Dead, because apparently it's really enjoyable if you go for this whole they're in a time loop conspiracy theory. Oh. Um, and and so that's that's the argument that people are going to throw down, and I am going to say. I barely have time to geek out over the stuff I enjoy. So you've got my one watch, and that's all you're going to get from me. Tell, tell me, t- please share this time loop theory. Okay, so did you get to the point in the... Well, spoilers, like, it's not a good movie, people, so don't worry about spoilers. They're not. <laughs> it's, it's a zombie movie. They all die. It's, it's spoilers. I got um, to about... It was about... I think the last time that I turned it off... That was about 15, 20 minutes left of the movie. But I don't, obviously, I don't care about that 15 minutes because I could have watched it. <laughs> right, right. So, so you could, so you got to the point where they got to the vault. Yes. And um, the like buff dude was telling the, saf- the cra- uh, safe cracker that um, look at them, they're us. I think to, so. To all the bodies that are like strewn about. So it's all the other people that were trying to get into this vault for the. the oh, right, right, right. I remember that. I remember that. Yes. So apparently, and then when you, when you. Because like, the dude had hired the dude, the, the Japanese dude had hired other teams before that failed. Right. And so the, the big dude's um, theory was, he was like, look at it them they're us just us from different timelines and then they they do quick like backs and forths between the dead bodies and the characters and they're wearing roughly the same clothing and the the woman that's in love with um drax is uh you know she's got a key around her neck and one of the dead bodies has a key around their neck you know so it's like obvious so it's supposed to be them so there's this whole conspiracy theory that if you watch it with that in mind, it like it's mind blowing, Ray. Oh God, mind blowing. Okay, so see, let me let me. Oh, God, this is immediately I'm annoyed by this. Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, okay, so Army of the Dead. Let's let's set the table here, right? Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. George A. Romero, the right. Godfather of the zombies. Right. Right. He's always been making of the dead movies. Right. Right. And for most of his career, they've been super low budget, mm-hmm. but super popular, you know, uh, um, cult films, beloved films. Um, and always, always Romero has used zombies as an allegory for humanity. Yes. And, and we should say that he has basically defined the rules of zombies. Like he has created zombies. Like that is like, that is his contribution. Con- one of his many con- contributions to geekdom is he has created the standard zombie. Like that's he, he, you start at Romero and you alter from there. Right. And it's basically like he's built the night of the living dead, uh, you know, franchise himself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, we got Dawn of the Dead in 1978, Night of the Living Dead in 1968, uh, Day of the Dead in 1985, Land of the Dead in 2005. Uh, we have Survival of the Dead in 2009. I'm going out of order here, but this is what Google brought up. Diary of the Dead in 2007. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's a lot. Um, 
early Zack Snyder, um, pre Snyderverse, <laughs> Zack Snyder remake. I, I didn't know it was a remake. I thought it was like a, I don't know, like like borrowed the title but did his own thing. But now that I know more about the original, it's it's pretty much a a remake. And it's a real okay. I am a zombie snob. Like we should also go into this knowing that I, I'm not going to speak for Ray. But I am a zombie snob. Like you have to hit certain points in a zombie movie, or you're not doing it right. And right. And as just, a zombie snob, I liked De- uh, Dawn of the Dead. I, right. I re- genuinely have watched it multiple times. 2004, Dawn of the Dead remake, Zack Snyder, and I liked that movie too. I'm not a zombie snob, much like I am not a superhero snob. Like I don't, you know, reinterpret it. I'm, I, you know, do a version, do your version. As long as it tells a good story, I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not looking mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. certain marks or whatever. Maybe why I love Man of Steel so much. But anyway, another, by the way, Man of Steel, another Schneider movie where I feel like, much like Dawn of the Dead. And I was going to, I was going to bring this up with you. Um, when Zack Snyder is, is constrained by other forces, Mm-hmm. I feel like his movies are watchable. De- I would even say enjoyable mm-hmm. <laughs> because he, he has a talent. He does. And I know I've jokingly referred to him as uh, in the past as Michael Bay without the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I do think that there is that there is talent there. There is filmmaking talent. There is style. Um, Patrick Willems on the YouTuber film, filmmaking YouTuber has a great video on um, Michael Bay. And if you want like the definitive, you know, is Michael Bay uh, secretly a genius kind of take? Uh, Lindsay, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, another YouTuber. Um, Lindsay Alice, uh, if you are still fucking with Lindsay Alice after all the shit that came out not too long ago, she made a great like two or three part Michael Bay thing on YouTube. You can watch that. But I bring all this up to say, you know, I think Zack Snyder kind of occupies that same place for me as Michael Bay does, where it's like there's obvious talent and filmmaking prowess on display. But the choices, man, my God, mm-hmm. the choices and Specifically for me, the, the reason why I couldn't really sit through Army of the Dead is the the aggressively chauvinistic choices that he makes. Mm-hmm. It, it it's just this edge lordy type of of uh, aesthetic, I guess you can call it. If you can call it that. That it just turns me off. You know, Dawn of the yeah. Dead. I, I almost, I almost went back and just watched that opening scene of Dawn of 2004's Dawn of the Dead because it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. With uh, Sarah Pauly, I think is is the actress in the opening scene, mm-hmm. and it doesn't let you, you know, really breathe. It just no, goes, it goes, goes. Terrifying. And and we're gonna talk about a, a, the way another movie, Marvel's Infinity War, does that <laughs> later uh, in, in the same way, but. But with Army of the Dead, I, you know, by the time we get to Army of the Dead, <laughs> we're like, okay, Snyder, you know, obviously uh, wasn't successful with his his DC, you know, uh, era. Um, depending on who's, you know, what what, what fanboy you're asking that, <laughs> I would say not successful. Um, 
And uh, he's going back to his zombie stuff. Cool. He did Dawn of the Dead long time ago, 15, 16 years ago. Let's hope he can recapture that magic. And it's a fun idea at the least. It's, it's, well, what is the premise? What would you say is the premise of this movie, Joe? It's a zombie heist film. Yes. It's set where? Vegas. Uh, great. Boom. Like, like, Done. right? Like, this is where if it, like, I, Joe, Joe's brain, Joe being the, the zombie. And when I say zombies, let me clarify what I mean by zombie snob. I don't care because I know this is what the fanboys would come back at me with. Um, they do not have to be slow zombies. Um, they do not have to be from any particular source. I have two requirements. One is that it is some type of social commentary. A zombie franchise with no social commentary will instantly become a B movie. Like there is no <laughs> way to save it from that. Like if you are not trying to make some sort of point, you're just having creatures eat other e people. And, <laughs> and which is so, fine. Which is <laughs> fine, but but it's not a zombie film that I particularly am going to enjoy. And then the second thing is, is that your characters have to be likable because you know they're all going to die. So you have to like those characters. They have to bring something to the table and neither of these things were met. That's an excellent point. That second point is an excellent point. Um, That's that's all I require. Like I I watched War... um, um, World War Z, because I love the book and the movie is nothing like the book. I didn't think it was a bad zombie movie. It just wasn't world. It was just wasn't World War Z. Mm. But but they can be fast. They can be slow. I don't care. It just yeah. has to have social commentary and interesting characters. And yeah. this had neither. And then you're like Joe. You like zombies. What else do you like? I love heist movies. <laughs> oh my right. god! You How like could a- you? Do you, a worst <laughs> heist movie. You recommended that that Spanish series about a heist, right? Oh, Money Heist is amazing, right? You do you. This is this is right in your lane. <laughs> this is this is like this is genre heaven for me. And as soon as you said it was Zack Snyder, I was like, "Fuck!" It's <laughs> true. That was your reaction. Oh, <laughs> you didn't it, know. You didn't know Don of the Dead. You didn't know Don of the Dead was Zach. No, which either. makes me feel dirty now. <laughs> like I just, ah, uh. holy shit. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think that Don of the Dead was successful. Part of the reason that that movie hit the points that you're talking about is because it built off. It was a remake. It built off the it scaffolding of the story that was already there. It was set in a mall, a bunch of survivors, you know, figuring out how to work together, that sort of thing. Right. You you took the original content and you you elevated it with modern special effects and an interesting cinematography. Right. Which is I which I will give you is I think what he should be doing is let's yeah. let's take this thing that's been written for me and I'll just make it look good. And then rock on Zack Schneider. That is your lane. For Stay. sure. <laughs> for sure. And I think immediately Upon starting this movie, I realized he wrote this movie. Like, this is not built on the scaffolding of anything else. No. Other than than this guy's brain. Um, Because you're right. I mean, it's it's genre heaven. It's such a, it's a cool idea. It's got potential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Just don't fuck it up basically. And, and I, 
started this rant saying, you know, jumping off you talking about the, the this theory, this time loop theory, because what I wanted to say is this doesn't need that. No. Like this, like, you know what I mean? Like this is not like a slow burn <laughs> type of, you know, just the, the idea of Zack Snyder and slow burn in my head just had to make me laugh there. Um, <laughs> they walk up the stairs slowly. <laughs> this is not an understated, you know, uh, um, slow burn sort of like hit you at the end with this unexpected twist or like, you know, it's going to leave you thinking <laughs> for a few days afterwards. Like it's going to mm-hmm. stay with you. No, this is a zombie heist film set in Las Vegas. Like that's it. Like it doesn't, there's no need to try to grasp for any, you know, uh, a higher, you know, filmmaking, uh, uh, like mind blowing sort of theory. There's no need for that. So the fact that his his fans are trying to do that with this, just why, why, why? When you fucked up the simple thing, what makes you think that you're going to be able to nail the much more difficult thing? Exactly. And, and honestly, <laughs> you want to give me a time loop movie? Give me a time loop movie. But actually then make it a time loop movie. Don't don't go, oh, this is a time loop movie, ha, 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 and then not make it a time loop. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. just a, a passing reference to it being a time loop does not make it a time loop movie. So so the U, U, the US military has a convoy that has it's I don't know if it's ever specific like like ex, ex, explicitly stated in the film but it is really uh um hinted at I guess you could say that the convoy is leaving Area 51. Mhm. And it's carrying something dangerous. And you know when I know that it's a zombie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it coll- the way the zombie escapes, right? The way all hell breaks loose. Uh, the way they lose containment of the zombie in the opening scenes of this movie are that it collides with an oncoming car, right? On the highway outside of Las Vegas. Yes. So, okay, boom, scene, right? Envision that in your head. How could we make that happen? Zack Snyder says, I know, let's have this really schlubby guy (laughs) getting a fucking blowjob from this really gorgeous woman (laughs) while he's driving down the road. They've just gotten married. And it's like, right away, I think of Adam Sandler and... um, and Kevin James movies <laughs> where it's like this, this dude, this like below average schlubby guy for whatever reason has this insanely gorgeous partner. And it's like, of course a dude made this like, of course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a guy in his guy feelings put this scenario together. Uh, so right away I'm thinking like, Oh, okay. Um, I guess she's, you know, pleasuring him sexually while he's driving. They just got married. This is their honeymoon. Okay. That's what causes the accident. And then, you know, we we, we see that this, I don't know. I, I was curious to hear your take on this, Joe. It's not just a normal zombie in that convoy, right? Right. Why don't you describe what this is? Since you're, since you're the one who's saying, you know, certain points, but they don't, you don't need to hit those marks like slow moving zombies. This is not a slow moving zombie. No. All right. So, so it's an alpha. They, they call it an alpha zombie, which right there, right there. 
right there. <laughs> if you couldn't get any more dude bro than that, right there. Yeah. Um, so, so you've got this this alpha zombie, which is basically the ultimate killing machine. And of course, because it is a zombie, it creates its own army from its victims. Like that is the premise that I think he was going for. Does it create other alpha zombies, or does it create slow moving zombies? If you are bitten by the alpha zombie, you become, I don't know, a beta zombie. I don't, I, I don't But Oh my god. But then you are you are you are almost as powerful as the alpha zombie, but Got not it. quite. Got but then it. if anybody you bite becomes a shambler, which is like what our standard zombies are. Got it. And those um, zombies have to nag other people into becoming zombies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on. No, where, okay. So where? there's there's um there's Night of the Living Dead movies, but then I think I think this franchise is like just Night of the Dead movies. Like okay. if you take the living out of it, it's a totally different franchise. And it's like frat boy zombies. Oh god. And I I kid you not, there is a scene where one of them like you know, he's talking to his girlfriend, he's like, and he's the zombie, and he's like, dude, like, come on, please let me eat your brain. And she's like, what? no, <laughs> come on, please, like, be, oh, be my best friend. She's like, oh, okay. Like, I swear to God. And I think that's kind of where this went at some point. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it just, oh. So once they introduced the alpha zombie, I shit you not, I did not realize. Oh God. Okay. So uh once they introduced the alpha zombie, uh mm-hmm. the Chad the Chad zombie, uh <laughs> Chad zombie. <laughs> um they 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 go into this intro sequence. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, okay, Zack Snyder. Like he's really good at this montage slow motion montage let me set the stage for this story i feel like right away i thought of the opening of watchmen that really famous montage sequence of um the times what, what is that that bob dylan song um times are changing mm-hmm. um which got a lot of praise and i felt like rightfully so you know despite my my disdain for the rest of that movie um i felt like that that montage sequence was well done uh a lot of really compact storytelling and world building uh you know that looked beautiful and he does the same thing here except you know because snyder is like full snyder mode at this point or or like he's like full snyder or bust that's it he's 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 located his fandom he knows you know what they expect and it's what he wants to do and so there's no checks and balances whatsoever so what do we get we get like the one of the first shots is like topless female uh, showgirl uh, zombies. Show zombies just like breasts in your face and after the like after the opening bj like with the breasts in your i'm just like oh god dude like i get it but wow like <laughs> Like, this is, I don't know, you know, filmmaking, set aside the political shit, whatever. Like, film, storytelling evolves. Like, filmmaking evolves, you know? Um, Like, narrative devices evolve. 
if you're aggressively like time stamping your voice in a in a era that is only enjoyed by like dude bros, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what else, how else to put it. It's just I, I don't know. It just doesn't speak to me whatsoever. And, you know, I, I anticipate um, because we've all been online and, you know, we're geeks and we see the, the defending of, of, of this style, I guess you can call it um, as saying, you know, when it comes to DC movies, it's like, Oh, you just like, you know, this, that's one way, you know, Marvel's one way of telling the superhero stories. There's gotta be room for other ways. A hundred percent. Yes. Apply that to all movies, apply that to zombie movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. There, m- many flavors, many different takes. I love gore. I love violent movies. I love funny movies. I love romantic movies. You know what they all have in common? They're good. Like they have good, <laughs> good, good storytelling. You know, just, uh-huh. and that's the reason why I, I struggled to to you know get through this movie so much is that the choices in each scene just kept taking me out of it over and over and over like- again. There's nothing, there's, like, there was no point to this film. Like, I I don't even think entertainment was the point of this film. Like, there was no, like, it had no, ultimately, it had no, it, 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 it gave nothing to society, this, other than maybe a headache. Like, the... The opening sequence. Okay, well, let's let's get into the more nitty gritty of the stuff because I can't even get through the the opening sequence. If you were yeah. on Slack, you know what I'm about to say. So they go through this montage, which I've got to say is an interesting way of showing the time progression from patient zero to anarchy, which yeah. is which is what we were looking at. And and so okay, I get it. You know, it's we're gonna show we're gonna show all the all the stuff that you can, um, you know, all the stuff that we want to see to to get us to where we can to a starting point. And char- whole ass characters are introduced and die by the end of this montage. Right. Which which honestly, <laughs> if if used, like if actually used, is an interesting thing. Like if the characters that you see die at the end of the the montage, um, if they're deaths if have they're emotional brought, yeah impact. if their deaths if their deaths have emotional impact if they have to be avenged if there's some sort of reason for them to have been there in the first place then awesome this is a really good way of introducing it yes but it it went so fast i have no idea who i'm looking at it's just a sea of zombies with no rhyme or reason well, um go i ahead. feel i feel like this is the first point this early in the film, I thought, oh, um, uh, uh, Michael Bay, because he was mm-hmm. a music video director. And you can tell in his, right. you know, in his editing and his cuts and that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, man, Zack Snyder really lost like a calling, like missed a calling as a, as a music video director. I don't know if you ever right. did that, because that sort of short timeline of like a minute and a half go he can he can tell a cohesive narrative they're done but um unfortunately it feels like that's that's an excuse those montages that he uses are an excuse to skip storytelling and character building later in the movie exactly because you don't you know when we're introduced to dave bautista's uh uh character scott ward who i mean I root for Dave Bautista. I, I like Dave Bautista. Me too. 
I, I love, like him a lot. I love him in Dra- as Drax, obviously. Yes. Um, he was in that really funny movie with um Camille. Uh, oh God, what's that movie called? It's gonna bug the shit out of me. Um, uh, it had a really weird, <laughs> like a one word name. Uh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, we'll get to it. Um, um, people, people Doom, yelling. Spy Stuber. Stuber, yes, I liked it. I think it, I don't think it did well, but I thought it was really funny because I like Dave Bautista. <laughs> I want to yeah. watch him on screen. Uh, so I was rooting for him in this, you know, in in this movie. I thought, like, great. I want to see him have a hit. I want to see him play a compelling character. Right. Um, and so we're introduced to his mercenary character, and you know, this character could come on screen with a story untold, with with pathos with things the emotional weight that he's carrying and that we get to see unfold throughout the course of the film and that's kind of what hooks you and what draws you into the movie itself is that you're drawn into figuring out what's going on with this character you know maybe he's upset maybe he's um isolated himself from friends and family maybe he's uh withdrawn why and then you learn that you discover it Right. Instead, we already know what's going on because it was in the montage. So now we just got this character that we've already figured out and doesn't really grow. So it's just like big tough guy. It just he's he's working. Uh, 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 okay, I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger did this in the eighties, where for no reason. We have a world-class bodybuilder <laughs> working, <laughs> you know, working. The slub job. Yes, exactly. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, a construction worker or he's a lumberjack or whatever, but he's just like insanely ripped. And so when we meet Scott Ward, Dave Bautista's character, he's a cook. He's a fry cook in a diner in this territory in vegas that is surrounded by zombies right right so they've managed to sort of like build out a little territory in vegas to stave off the zombie apocalypse but there's a clock running down because the united states is about to drop a nuclear bomb (laughs) so they got four days left to live they're gonna drop the bomb on july 4th just so many ridiculous because choices. because because of the of the cool <laughs> firework display that it will provide. Oh, that's another thing, right? So clearly, the president in this movie is Trump. Uh, clearly, right? Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so okay. So but but we're skipping something very very important, Ray. So the opening montage <laughs> is set to Viva Las Vegas. Oh yeah. <laughs> That he is somehow able to alter into Hallelujah. Yes, that's so true. How? <laughs> How? It's, it's like a slow acapella version of Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> like it starts all like regular Viva Las Vegas. It's a cover, obviously. So you're like, okay, this is cool. We're rocking through. And it happens without you even realizing it. Like you feel violated when it comes on because by the time it ends, I just turned to I just turned to Matt and he doesn't he doesn't have the history with this this stuff that you and I do. And I just went, did he turn that into Hallelujah? And then he kind of went, huh? And then I I was like, I immediately said, I'm sorry, you have to pause the movie. 
and I immediately jumped onto social media and went, <laughs> Ray, I hate to do this to you, but you have to watch this movie. Oh, because man. I already have thoughts and we've just finished the opening credits. Oh, yeah. That was perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, uh, so, so one of my favorite moments or lines in the, in the, in the, uh, first scene, first, uh, um, oh my God, I can't even right now. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a movie. I'm thinking about so many things. Okay. Uh, in the first act, where uh, Tanaka comes in and sits down with Scott Ward, with Dave Bautista, in his diner, and uh, he goes, what, "You know, you're you're a former mercenary, and you're working." And Bautista goes, "As a fry cook, yes. Why would that happen? Listen, I'm well aware of my situation. What do you want?" <laughs> <laughs> like, what just happened that was dialogue wait he finished his sentence of exposition <laughs> like describing his own situation to the audience and then they never explain it like <laughs> they never talk about like what he's doing i mean obviously we've seen that he's like heartbroken or he's you know he's mourning a loss and he's working at this fry cook that no one's in this diner um, that was when I said, oh shit, this is going to be a long fucking movie. <laughs> and I, I mean, okay. they get the team together, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that could have been really enjoyable, Joe. No, don't you usually like that sort of scene in a, in a heist movie? Yes. But if you're going to do that, you're going to show me why we want this person on the team. And they did for one or two of them, but for the most part, it's just like, we're getting the gang back together. You saw him in the montage. That's all you need to know. And yep. okay. One other thing, like, like, I was so done with it by the end of the montage, because also this is, this is where my zombie snob comes in. Um, anytime you have a character wielding some sort of buzzsaw thing, <laughs> If done correctly, and he has done this correctly because he did it in Dawn of the Dead. If done correctly, that buzzsaw is wielded by a Chad. It is wielded by some testosterone-laden guy (laughs) who thinks he's better than everybody. And I'm going to kill the zombies with a, a buzzsaw. And awesome. Because that's not how you kill zombies, and you're going to die. Right. You don't give it to one of your top three characters and be like, this is the way I kill zombies. No, nobody kills zombies that way. Right. Oh, that's where the zombie snob purist comes in, because the the whole point, the whole point of zombies is they are diseased. We've just gotten through a fucking pandemic. <laughs> they're, they're, we all know how this kind of stuff works. Everybody, you know, you 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 are isolating, social distancing. No, no better disease does social distancing work than with zombies. Yep. If it's over there and you're over here, you can't become a zombie. Right. So. You don't want splatter all over the place. Nobody uses chainsaws to kill zombies. Right, right. And and but that's the thing, right? Is that one of the reasons why zombie movies have such a cult following and have been so successful for so long is because there's an awareness there. Yes. And and often in zombie movies, it's not the big strong dude that survives. No, it's the people who can think and get along with other people. Right. And Snyder has no awareness of this. 
And it's just a bunch of big macho dudes trying to out macho each other. And there's like constant, I mean, I'm trying to get through like a basic outline of this movie, but honestly, like there's just constant posturing, constant uh, chest puffing, constant like belittling of like female characters of the women, like just constant. It's nonstop. And it makes it really hard to get through <laughs> uh, for me anyway. Um, yeah. They get the team together, like you said, for no reason. There's no, other than a couple of the characters, there's no explanation of why the, the majority of that team is there. And then people at the last minute join the team and say, well, I'm going and no, you're not. Yes, I am. And then, uh, you know, they get a guard to join them right away. You know, that dude's not fucking lasting long. <laughs> well, you, yeah, because he's already – all right. So at the beginning, I do have to – before you skip over it, um, yeah. the the one thought that I was like – so you have people that are in like this, this quarantine zone. And anybody can be thrown into the quarantine zone if they think – if the cops think that you're um, – you know, you might be infected. Right. And they don't need anything to justify that. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, there's going to be some level of like police brutality commentary here, right? Or there's nope. going to be some sort of refugee <laughs> mm-hmm. um, analog here. Like, um, it was like, okay, so no, it was a reference point to establish that this guy was a jerk, and we're going to kill him early on. Like, that's it. that's it. Like, literally, I like there was this little glimmer of hope, Ray. I was like, oh my god, he's going to do social. No, he's not. Never mind. No, he's not. No. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. I was I, I was excited to hear your take on the nature of these. Can't believe they're called alpha zombies, but okay, the nature of this alpha zombie because it clearly the zombies have some sort of society or something because the way that they sacrifice this guard, he's not killed right away, mm-hmm. right? They disable him and then sort of offer him up to the alpha zombies who drag him off because they want some, this team wants something in return, right? Safe passage. I think it was. Yeah. I mean, these glimpses of this zombie society that I remember really threw me. I did it. I was like, what are they? I was trying to figure out what the fuck are they going for here? Well, I mean, okay. So here's, here's my, my thing with the, cause I know, I know again, if we're looking at it from a Snyder fans, point of view they're gonna say well joe you just don't like it because they're smart zombies no i i don't there's actually a romero (laughs) this is i'm sorry guys i know i'm a zombie snob i apologize um there is a romero precedent for like thinking cautious zombies it starts in day of the dead where they're performing experiments on a zombie and trying to get it to not just be a mindless killer and it's very compelling. And then he takes that further in uh, land of the dead where they are actually starting to fall into their old routines and, and whatever they did in the previously life, they kind of shamble through the same kind of routine. And it's talking about us as people. Like that's what the point of that is. Right. Right. And what makes us human? What makes us uh, a person? So if you were going to go the, 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 um, the smart zombie route fine there's precedent for it yeah we're not throwing but, that out completely like no not that's, saying just that's bad yeah but these are like 
they're so undefined. Everything in this is just kind of like we want it to be that way, so it is. Yes. You have to follow your own rules. If anybody wants good zombie fiction, um, look for the the book feed. the The audiobook is amazing. Let me look it up real fast because um, it it is about kind of like a post zombie apocalypse um, world. And everybody's living with the fact that zombies are a thing and people will become zombies if they die. And so how does society get back from that? But they kind of explain the rules. Mm-hmm. And I was I was at the I was at Comic-Con at a zombie panel with Max Brooks and the author of this, Mir Grant. And she talks about on this panel how it's like she has studied how viruses take over bodies and she's studied how how the medical things affect. And and the idea is, is like, yes, you can have fast zombies, but they're only going to be fast until their bodies start deteriorating. And then they're going to be slow zombies. Great. Right. This is science-based awesome. Um, these zombies, depending on who gets – who bites you, different effect. Okay, maybe they have a, more of the, the virus in them or whatever. But then, like, they're conscious enough to accept – offerings and understand what this means they hibernate which makes no sense um (laughs) they apparently like they walk in and there's just there's just piles of shamblers around them and they make some reference that apparently they dehydrate in the sun and then if it rains they all come back to life Hmm. but that never happens so why did we even mention oh there's so many missed opportunities there's so many missed opportunities and there's so many and there's so many things like it's like it's like what is this zombie like what like you have right. so poorly defined what this is yep that at this point why are you making it a zombie because right. this could be anything this yes. could be a group of people who have taken over Vegas I thought this the could, same thing yeah, like it, it like once it crosses over into there's no point for these people to be zombies it's like why are you doing a zombie film the moment for me that that thought popped up was mm-hmm. when the the alpha queen is killed mm-hmm. or dies or something, and apparently she was pregnant. Right, and they pull out this little blue zombie fetus, and the alpha king holds it up, and all the other zombies are, and cries out in pain. And I'm going, wait, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what? What? What is? Th- why? And I feel like, why, why is this scenario happening besides, oh, it's going to look cool. Like, how does this, how does this make sense within the framework that you're building here? You know what I mean? Like, why do they care about this fetus so much when they can just make zombies? Why? Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Like, that's not how biology works. So you're right. just breaking all sorts of rules. They're not even zombie rules right now. They're, and, you know, breaking all rules. I think... You know, Snyder at this point in his career is, is wearing his influences on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. I mean, Quentin Tarantino does that. And I really like Quentin Tarantino movies, most of them anyway. Um, and I feel like there's other movies, really good movies, that uh, <laughs> unfortunately have influenced this movie. Like when I think of like a, a group of macho mercenaries working together together to try to out macho each other while they, while they take on this threat. I think of predator 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. 1980s movie. Like, there you go. You could do a bunch of big, dumb, macho guys and still make a good movie. Like, that in itself is not inherently bad to me, you know? Right. Um, If you want to do, you know, uh, it zombie blood is bad <laughs> and it will infect you and splatter is dangerous and even just a single drop of blood can kill you look at danny boyle's 28 days later you know right so, which is a, a terrifying movie terrifying yeah. and you know that i'm fine with zombie purists saying that's not a zombie movie they're infected and they run fat that's fine but i'm saying no, that's a, a zombie s- movie people that's a zombie <laughs> movie. a single drop of blood is terrifying in that movie so you can do that you know um there's plenty of heist movies there's plenty of violent movies if you want to do like the the you know when he holds when this alpha king holds up that that zombie fetus and cries out i thought of mad max fury road mm-hmm. and in that movie the 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 lead villain or whatever loses um a wife and um at a certain point i don't know if this is spoilers or not i'm trying to think it might be spoilers i mean it's it's i don't know how consequential this to move to the overall movie but uh, mild spoilers for for uh, Mad Max Fury Road, um, but he holds up, or or a fetus is held up at some point, and the point of that scene is that it was a male fetus, and males are highly prized in that society that they described to us in that movie up to that point. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it was a male fetus is like really important. We see how women are devalued throughout that film, which is what makes uh, Charlize Theron's Furiosa character such a badass, right? And so important. Right. Um, and so that makes sense. Like the reason, you know, why they would, uh, uh, I guess mourn that loss so fiercely it is it makes sense in that movie but in this movie it's just like Zack Snyder has seen all these movies and it's just been like yeah I'm going to use that yeah that's going to be dope in this scene like let's just go for it and it just it it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever no it it, it really it's painful um the, I, I'm just going to really quickly cuz you don't you don't need to know anything Beyond what we've already told you, there's one one thing that made my primal twelve year old go yay was the zombie tiger. Like, how can you not like? Like, I was like, okay, to have the foresight to go tigers at the mirage become a zombie yep. that yep. that'd be cool. I'll give you that one. I'll give yep. you that one. Zombie tiger, I can get behind because that was kind of Zo- cool. Zombie tiger was next on my list. That <laughs> <laughs> is cool, and and they even mentioned that it was a uh, um. Part of the, what are the, those those guys? Sieg, Siegfried and Roy. Yes, yes. They go. Oh yeah, that's where that tiger's from. And I just go. Oh man, there's such a cool movie hiding in here somewhere. Right. There's right? such a cool movie. <laughs> All right. So I'm just gonna go down the character list, and I'm just gonna tell you what's wrong with every character because like I feel <laughs> I, I feel like this is crossing into Dark Phoenix territory, and I just I just want to get it over with so we can get to better stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Good. Good. Point. So 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 Scott Ward, Dave Bautista's character, um, like. He, he, broody for no really defined reason. Um, we we find out that he had to kill his wife because she was going to eat his daughter, and so that's a problem. Um, the daughter is in it. She is the typical. I'm going to be stupid and run into to. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use no logical sense and go running after somebody I care about because a friend of hers got like right lost in there. Um, like 
like the stereotypical stupid damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? So then there is uh, Maria Cruz, played by Anna de la Reguera. Yes, thank you. Uh, and her whole thing is is that she's madly in love with Bautista, but we we literally don't hear about this <laughs> until seconds before she dies. There is no yep. there is no flirtive glances. Nothing. There is no. It is just. It comes completely out of left field. And then it she makes, literally turns around and is killed. <laughs> like it's so dumb. Um. So then oh, there's God. um Vandero. Um, the Omari Hardwick character, who again buzzsaw, no dude, that's not how you kill zombies. He's he's unnecessarily philosophical. Yeah, I wanted so much for that character, so much more because he looked really cool. Yeah, he was like, I was interested in his character, but it went, it it made nothing, like yeah. nothing came out of it. Yep. Um, Burt Cummings, the the border security guard that everybody hates, we hated him at the beginning, we hated him at the end. There was no purpose, <laughs> like it was awful. That's so true. Dieter, the 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 safe cracker, gay coded, ridiculous, oh, ridiculous. Like just like how like let's take this guy, code him as being gay, and make every other guy just like have to put up with him. Like we just have to put up with him because he's the one who's going to break into this. Fuck, thing. that's so true. Like it was so offensive. Like I was I, like just dumb. Um. Lily the Coyote, um, dude, dude, <laughs> I have issues with you using that term in this movie. Uh. <laughs> There's a huge difference between getting people, illegal immigrants coming to this country um, and, and what they have to sacrifice compared to the heroized person who smuggles them into Vegas. Like major problems <laughs> with that. Um, Bly Tanaka is just a mustache twirling villain. Yep. <laughs> the guy, his bodyguard who he sends in there is sus from the very beginning. Like they even say, we don't trust this dude. Then get rid of him. <laughs> right. They don't make, they can say that while making a case for why he's necessary and why they have to deal with him. But that doesn't happen. No, there's no reason for him to nope. be there. <laughs> nope. Um, Tignataro, I love Tignataro. I don't know if you're familiar with her at all, but she's, oh yeah, uh, I was uh, super happy to see her in this movie. I love, like, I was just like, thank God Tig's in it, and I think that's honestly one of the reasons why Matt stuck with it because he's also a big Tig yeah. fan who plays um, plays Marianne Peters. Yes, and Marianne Peters is their their helicopter pilot that's pilot, going to get yeah. them out of there. And I'm sorry, Ray, there is no world in which that helicopter is going to fly. <laughs> If a helicopter's engine catches on fire and you are not in a place that repairs helicopters, you are not going to get that helicopter to fly. Right. That's part of the the um, zombie. I don't want to say lore, but like part of part of these zombie stories functions is how technology fails you or how hard it is. Not to say that technology never works, but it's it's an ordeal. Like, like exactly. Like if, 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 if it catches on fire, then we now know we have to go brave zombies yes. to go get parts. Yes, exactly. No, she just literally sat on the roof and fiddled with this thing that kept bursting into flames every five seconds. <laughs> um, 
so so they're, they're like still love Tig. Good for her. Um, I love Raul Castillo. Mm-hmm. I love Raul Castillo a lot. He plays this guy who basically um, is the reality television show zombie killer. Like he goes out there and treats them like he trick shots zombies and he like posts it on YouTube. Great, great concept for a character. Yep. At one point, I was like, I bet he's never killed a zombie in his life. That would be crazy. They bring this guy in thinking that he's this master zombie killer and he can't kill anything. No, he really is just this guy. <laughs> he adds nothing to the story. So much potential for that character. So much potential for yeah. that character. Yep. Um, and pretty much that's all. Like, oh, and then there's Change- Chambers, who is. Like, I guess his friend, don't know if they're dating. She's the only badass character in the entire thing. Yeah. And her biggest thing is that she, like, her biggest mistake is she didn't pop the bodyguard off the very first chance we got. (laughs) Nice rundown. Slow clap. That was a great rundown of these characters. And that's pretty (laughs) much all you need to know. Like, there there is literally, like, there is nothing in this that... At one point, the sus guy and the coyote are uh, um, they go and saw off the the alpha female's head because they're going to use this to make an army of zombies. Like that's a whole point, and you know this is this is the whole point of them going in. It's not about the money in the, in the casino. It's about him picking this up. Um, okay, fine. Um, could could be an interesting trope, but no. Yeah, um, there, there's there's something cool hidden in all this shit, <laughs> right? You know, in in in, an, in a Romero movie, he would get bit by that head, right? Like yes. at some point, at some point, he, he would be going for it. It would roll out of the bag and bite him, and that would be it. Like, like I mean, it it writes itself. So I don't understand. Like, if you just follow the rules, people just follow the rules. And yeah. you can have these amazing, like it's great formulaic movie writing, and and you you make it, you elevate it by giving it social commentary, and you 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 create interesting characters that you like. That's the tragedy of the zombie movie. These people are all going to die. Not a single one of them is going to survive. That is the Romero, unless you're going to use them for a sequel in which they very quickly die. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that is that is the Romero formula at the very you can you know you you can you can uh uh, what's the word i'm looking for here you can subvert that but you you have to know it first in order to subvert it yeah you have to know the rules before you break them (laughs) yeah yeah and he clearly doesn't um i think that you're i I mean you call yourself a zombie snob but I, i i honestly i think your your zombie knowledge in this case is super important because again we're not talking about strictly adhering to these ideas but you gotta know them if you want to subvert them instead it's just it's all posturing and i i think that snyder for me is firmly in m night Shyamalan territory now mm-hmm. where he just can't help but be a parody of himself at this point I'm sorry because I I know you're not a, a robot chicken fan, but my brain immediately goes to the robot chicken sketch where like weird things happen throughout the episode, and then M Night Shyamalan just pops out randomly and goes, "It's a twist." <laughs> 
And I love that. And it just makes me happy. And I'm trying to get away from the fact that Zack Schneider made this movie. <laughs> if you haven't yet, please go watch the new trailer for the brand new M. Night Shyamalan horror movie coming out, please. Is it terrifying? It is. Terrifyingly bad. It is uh, hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one. There's only one. The the whole trailer is a very long setup for the punchline at the end. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but just go watch it. All right, so I think we need to wrap this up because we do want to hear about about the Marvel rewatch, and I I do think it's important that we left that for last because we just need a palate cleanser after this. Oh, but for I, sure. I, I want to I want to sit there and say that I feel bad for these actors because this was a terrible movie, and so many of their fans are going to watch it and just be disappointed, <laughs> and and that's just a crime because like this had this had potential. Yep. They had all the right like ideas and none of the execution. You know, the other thing too is that I get that Snyder has name recognition at this point and he has a devoted fan base that is going to show up. Um mm-hmm. and I think that producers are hoping by now or studios or whatever that are that are giving him money and letting him make this stuff that you know maybe, you know, the fan base is going to be there, maybe it'll be a crossover hit and we'll make some more money. Um, but it's just someone else could have made this and it would have been probably better. Um, there are, you know, there are other voices and <laughs> other filmmakers that I think I would, you know, I would hope can have access to some of this um, funding and just get their stuff made because I, I, I don't, it's going to be really hard to get me interested in any other Zack Snyder movie going forward. Now that he's done with the DCU and I can enjoy my Batman and Superman without him and his voice in the mix, it's going to mm-hmm. be really hard for, you know, zombies was it zombies. Okay. What about Snyder's? Can I interest you in zombie Snyder? Ray? Okay. Yeah. Like that's, I remember that was good once and now yeah. no, that's gone. No, so I don't know done. what else it's going to take for me to dive into a future Snyder film. What, one, one final note. Um, zombies do not hibernate. <laughs> There is a precedent for them shutting down to conserve some sort of energy because if they're not eating, and I think those are, I think those are are uh, Walking Dead zombies. Which again, if you need if you need zombie fixes, Walking Dead did it pretty pretty darn well. Yeah. Um, but uh, even if they did hibernate, no person in their right mind would walk through a entire room full, like <laughs> wall to wall, literally. Touching them as they pass, yeah. Room full of hibernating zombies, right? It it like like your your at some point your primal like defense mechanism that tells you not to jump off the cliff will say no fuck no I'm not going in there. You know what like, that was that was that was because Zack Snyder watched I Am Legend with Will Smith, and there's a scene <laughs> in that movie. Am I wrong? There's a scene no, in that you're movie. You're absolutely right. Where he walks into a room full of hibernating vampire creatures, but why? Because he's trying to rescue his dog, and it's Will Smith, and he's jacked, and those are vampires, and it's daylight outside, and he's looking for his dog totally and, and different no, scenario. and nobody is gonna like and anybody who like if you were like i can't get my dog there's a f- bunch of zombies in between me and that dog then i'm gonna say no you're gonna go get the dog <laughs> like, will smith literally says i'm sorry but i gotta go and you know luckily the dog makes it out but still 
that's that's the movie that Snyder saw. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That is what it is. Fucking A. Let's talk about Marvel. Right, uh, let's talk about Marvel. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I was just so angry by this movie. I had to get it out. It was, I, like, seriously, it was Dark Phoenix level. Uh, uh, just disturbed. Oh, I was looking forward to this for days. <laughs> I just could not wait for you to go off on this movie. Uh, so some of us enjoyed it, Joe. Some of All right. So, uh, so our, our, our Marvel chaser. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, we caught up with Ant-Man and the Wasp and Infinity War this weekend. Um, is that the order you decided to do them in? It is the order we decided to do them in. Uh, what we, was the defining decision? Like uh, what, what, def- what made it that for you? I didn't want to – I knew the ending of Infinity War was going to land the way it landed. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the the tone of Ant-Man and the Wasp is just too much of a flip after that to then go into Endgame. So I didn't want to watch that movie in the middle of those two movies. I would. I, I think you made the right decision. So so we watched Ant Man and the Wasp. We stopped at the end of the movie. We watched Infinity War last night. Then we watched uh, the the Ant Man and Wasp post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we are going to remain for a week, <gasps> if we can wait that long, Joe, uh, until we jump into Endgame next week. So right, so is that a I had to wait? So you're going to have to wait. Move like. What's the motivation behind this? Uh, the mo- okay. A legit thought that I had last night, Joe. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I think I broke my girlfriend. Oh no. <laughs> uh yeah. I was I was legit concerned. Uh I'll tell you, but it was a moment. We had to have a moment. Uh, oh uh, no. Yeah, but so so there's there's honestly like allow end game i allow infinity war to sort of like just like breathe like you gotta you know you just gotta come back from that emotional experience before mm-hmm. going right into end game right. uh, end game's gonna lift and then drop exactly and so you know i just think it's too much of a roller coaster and also i feel like um it is sort of a, you know, we had to wait, but not we had to wait. More like the waiting for me added to the experience mm-hmm. and the anticipation. So I, I kind of want that. I don't want to cheapen the ending of Infinity War by jumping right into Endgame. Right. Um, plus, it gives her a chance to listen to our Infinity War review episode, which she said she's going to do. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I'm like, look, you can listen to that episode. There's not going to be any spoilers because we didn't know what the fuck was coming. Like, we had right, ideas right. and guesses, but we didn't fucking know. Um, so, we started with Ant-Man and the Wasp on uh, – oh, <laughs> first of all, let me, let me go back before that. We ended Mad Men on Friday night. Oh. <laughs> and that was emotional on its own. I did right. not plan for these things to all kind of converge the way they did, but <laughs> here we are. So so Mad Men on Friday night, we ended with a back-to-back last two episodes of that show. So it was like a Mad Men movie. Mm-hmm. And that was an emotional time, Joe. My, my girlfriend's an emotional person, which I love about her. I think it's extremely endearing, as I said before. Um, and you know, she's, she's once we, she was never a big movie watcher before we started dating. So once I, I think I showed her 
the first movie that I showed, I think was Amelie. And I just, oh. we had gone out on a few dates at that point, And I started to get a sense for what her taste might be and what might land with her. And so, you know, I was like, Hey, let's watch him. You know, would you like to watch a movie? She said, sure. I'm like, okay. So I put something, I put on Amelie. It to- nailed it. Like totally landed. Like she turned to me at one point and was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and so at the end of it, she's like, oh my God, like, you know, I didn't know movies could make me feel that. But I was like, okay, great. Like if, if you, she was hooked from that point on, she's like, what else? She was like, a, like I was like her dealer, like her movie dealer. Like, <laughs> she was like, what else you got, man? I need that feeling again. I need to chase that high again. So, you know, we watched a bunch of movies before diving into the MCU and, um, Mad Men had a similar effect. So so I knew it was going to be an emotional end, saying goodbye to those characters into that series. She had been saying for weeks that she did not want it to end. She was not happy about the ending, you know, coming soon. We said goodbye to Mad Men on Friday night. On Sunday night, I thought, great, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Another reason for watching it next. It's a perfect tone cleanser. Right. Right. right? So we did that. And she's really digging at this point i'm watching her more than i'm watching the movies like i'm watching her watch the movies right. and because i'm just getting so much out of this experience of re-watching these movies that i know so well but watching them with her as she's watching them for the first time and you know again having not watched a lot of film or or media before we started dating it, it's really like a, a clean slate like things land with her in a way that for us that we're we know the tropes we know the the storytelling cliches and and you know that sort of thing um, we can still enjoy it for that reason, but it's a different level with her because she, it's just brand new to her. Right. So she doesn't realize that, you know, the, the character is, you know, not really dead and is going to pop back up in the last act or whatever, you know, she, she doesn't see that coming. So, um, watching Ant-Man and the Wasp, I can see her enjoyment with it, laughing, you know, it's 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 that kind of movie. Ant-Man gives that kind of flavor to the MCU of, oh, this is more of a lighthearted romp than, you know, it is kind of the the stuff that's by this point going on with Captain America and Stark and all that pathos. Um, and at the end of it, <laughs> she goes, oh, yeah, that was all right. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, I thought the movie was going to end. She was going to be like, that was great. And she was like, no. All right. I'm like, oh, you seem to really be enjoying it. She goes, well, I mean, I like Paul Rudd. I like this character. It's fun, but you know, it's, it's light. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, she gets it. Um, or, or at least she's, she's enjoying it in the way that we do, which I wasn't anticipating. Right. Um, Because now she can see, now she's starting to see where there's like my, like little story things that maybe not as, as clean and yes, (laughs) we've got her right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Uh, another thing that I found interesting with Ant-Man and the Wasp is how kind of shoehorned the character of Ghost sort of feels in that movie at this point. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like they just need that other villain or new character. Um, because really what, what we're invested in is is finding Wasp, finding Janet uh, mm-hmm. uh, Van, Van Dyne. No, is that? Yeah, Van Dyne. But I think, is it, Jen? yeah, Hope, yeah, because Hope's the daughter, yeah. So, um, and then, of course, setting up the, the quantum realm. Right. Uh, and that feels really important. Like, that feels like a thing that is going to come back. Right. You know, she had questions about that after, and I was like, well, we'll see. 
<laughs> but you're, you're asking the right questions, so that's good, right? Um, go ahead. No, I just said uh huh. And uh, we we stopped. <laughs> I remember as soon as that movie ends. Oh, another thing I gotta say. Um, at this point, Luis is like stealing the show in these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, played by Michael Pena. Luis is just great. It's just, and I know at this point, you know, one of the things that I thought about watching Ant-Man and the Wasp was, oh man, like they somehow still pulled off the whole, you know, uh, non-white supporting character that's comedic, you know, material. Uh, Are we laughing at Luis? Are we laughing with Luis? Is this making me uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. You know, but I, 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 despite myself, I'm, cracking up at this dude and just well he's like, such a lovable character like you cannot l- not love Luis. yeah yeah and uh i'm just like delighted at any time he's on the screen i just want more of him so and i was really glad that they worked him into the, the plot more in the second movie but anyway so yeah so moving on from that okay that movie ends the credits end i stopped the movie she turns to me and goes what the fuck are you doing and I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, I know there's more. What we're not gonna see what happens next. I know and I'm like, no, that's the end of the movie. She goes, No, no, Ray, no. This is a Marvel movie. <laughs> I know there's more. I know there's a post-credit scene. Why are we watching it? And I said, Okay, well, um, that it's spoilers. And she's like, What do you mean? And I'm like, it's well, this this came out after the next movie we're gonna watch, so I don't want you to see what happens next. And she's like, I'm worried. And I'm like, you should be. Uh, So (laughs) that is where our Saturday night of viewing of Ant-Man and the Wasp ended. And then I, when I tell you, Joe, you know, she, she was like, cool. We get to watch another Marvel movie tomorrow night. I'm excited about this, you know, this movie that I've heard so much about, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm a nervous wreck. I just, at this point, I just feel so bad for her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just like, oh my God, she has no idea that her weekend is about to be ruined. Yeah. And the whole day, Joe, the whole day, I'm just like, uh-huh. Like every every bit of happiness in the day is like for me, like just tinged with a little bit of like foreboding going, oh my God, I'm going to have to hold you as you fall asleep tonight. Like, <laughs> um. Also, we we recently purchased um, a cat cam okay. for the apartment because, you know, as I go start heading back to the office more frequently and, and she's at work, uh, we're going to want to be able to see the cats on our phones as we're away because we're crazy like that for our cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, conveniently, the cat cam is located right by the TV so I'm able to view and record reactions. Nice. <laughs> so that was set up as we as we hit play on Infinity War. And I shit you not, Joe, we sat down and there was some trailers, uh, some not trailers, there, there was some trailer material that I had queued up, okay? Uh-huh. The first thing we watched was we rewatched the end of Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Thor sits down as king of Asgard. He's got what's left of the people of Asgard on his ship. The Hulk is there. Loki is there. Heimdall is there. Can't remember if Valkyrie is there or not in the last scene. I think so. 
And where are we going to go now? Where are we going to go from here? Okay, great. Earth. Then you cut to the mid credit scene where Loki and Thor are standing on the ship, looking out into space going, I think everything is going to work out just great from now. And then we see Thanos's ship, right? Kind of loom in front of them. Then I said, let's watch a, uh, a mashable video on YouTube. Uh, uh, a full recap of everything you need to know heading into Avengers Infinity War. So from the beginning, it goes kind of real quick, five minute jaunt through the MCU timeline to this point. You know, here's where we meet Stark. Here's where we meet blah, blah. Here's where this stone happens, this and this, but all the way through leaving us off at Thor Ragnarok. Cool. Let's go. We sat down, lights out. I swear to God, Joe, I turned to my girlfriend. I said, I love you. I'm sorry. And I hit play. (laughs) (laughs) And she's sitting there with her blanket, man. First scene. First scene. (laughs) Fucking people dead. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fucking Heimdall stabbed, killed. Boom. Tears. She's, She's crying. She's tears streaming down her face. Like she looks at me and goes, wait. Did, did Heimdall just die? I'm like, oh my God, you poor thing. Like, what have I done? This is nothing. So she can't sit still when Loki is being crushed. His, his throat is being crushed to death by, by Thanos. Mm-hmm. When Hulk comes out before that and Thanos just beats the shit out of him, she goes, oh, fuck. Like, okay. And, and her, in her, Again, she she's, you know, she's a blank slate when it comes to movies. She thinks Thor just died in this opening scene. Oh, wow. Okay. So she's sobbing, Joe. It's the first scene. And she sort of looks at me like, I don't trust you as much now <laughs> as, a, as a person as I did five minutes ago. Um, and man, they do a really great job of selling the very real threat of death that Thanos represents. Yeah. Right away. Even the way the Russos film these scenes, it's in a weird way because you're seeing, you know, CGI green screen shit. But the way they, the, the handheld quality of the camera kind of feels a little bit like documentary footage at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that has a huge impact, like visual impact on the viewers. And it was it was working on her, like totally. So when we jump to Earth, her thought is not like usually when Tony Stark jumps up on the screen, her favorite character, right? Her her first reaction is like, yay, like Tony, we're spending time with Tony and Potts, like Tony, like Tony and Pepper banter, yay. No, she's like, run. no you're all in danger hide i don't want my favorite people in this movie like i want to know that you're safe somewhere far away from this plot that is unfolding before me you could tell right away it was wall-to-wall anxiety joe it was all fear and anxiety And just dread. So, like, you know, at some point, we'll probably both agree to, to post this footage somewhere. Right. But um, it's, it's like blanket up to 
your face up above your nose covering one eye. So all you really only see is just one eyeball peeking over the blanket, watching, taking in what's unfolding on the screen. Uh, I know, I know, man. And, uh, you know, I had a moment of, I felt like regret and kind of irresponsible at one point. Uh-huh. Um, because the, oh God, it was just, this movie is relentless. I could tell that she was, you know, having a hard time sort of, um, keeping up with the pace of, of trauma of traumatic scenes that were happening because there would be like a scene where two characters are like bumping into each other for the first time and talking Mm -hmm. and she would be weeping. And I'm like going like, what is, is it that she's anticipating that more people are going to die? Like what is going on? She told me after the movie, she goes, no, what happened was that things were happening so fast that, Later on in the movie, I would be crying about something that happened two scenes ago. Oh, she's like emotionally, I wasn't able to keep up and process. Uh. <laughs> so, did she just absolutely not enjoy it because it was just too much? Yeah, or did she of. like? Uh. Yeah, it wasn't. So, so I kept, you know, I, I was trying really hard not to like exclaim, like sort of like cheer every time a new character is introduced in the movie right because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know we've seen all these characters separate so for the, i remember sitting in the theater and you know when they show peter on that bus everyone goes yeah and like claps you know applause because like yay peter's in the story and every character sort of gets like whatever the reverses of a, a of a curtain call or whatever the opposite you know like they get yeah. introduced and it's like she was having none of that joe she was like, uh, oh, no, now this character is in this hellscape. Like, every she was watching all of her favorite people wander into this, like, in-progress massacre. Oh. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so I, like, I, 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 I've got to skip to the end. What happened when the snap happened? Oh, dude. Uh, I, well, let me tell you, okay. I'm looking at, I know you want to skip to the end. I know this is, oh, but you got other stuff. You got to, well, I know this is becoming a long episode, but, um, okay. You know, um, Thor's ship blows up. Boom. Mm-hmm. Murder. She's like, fuck. I loved Thor. Goodbye, Thor. Like she's like saying so long to all these people. Bye, Thor. Bye, Hulk. Not Hulk because he he got uh, um shipped off of the of the spaceship before exploding. Goodbye, Loki. Goodbye, Heimdall. Right. Um, the fucking ship lands in New York, and Tony and Peter cast away on the ship. She's like, no. Peter should not be in space. This is not safe for this character. What <laughs> is going on? Land that ship now. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy find Thor, and she's like, oh, no, now they're going to die. First of all, Thor's alive. That's great. All of the banter, all of the, like, you're you're a dude. This is a man. You know, like, all of it. No. just She's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. No. Like, there's death in uh-huh. the air. Yeah, Joe, it was bad. Um, what else? She did recall Red Skull when they go to um, uh, not Nidavellir, but the other place where uh, uh, to get the Soul Stone, Vormir. Yeah, uh, yeah. She does. Re- she's like, oh shit! Like right away, she knew who it was, and I was like, hey, good, good for you. Not everybody remembered that, so cool. Um, 
Oh my God. Titan. She, she, you know, she was prepared for Tony's last moments when he gets stabbed through the abdomen by, by Thanos. Uh huh. She's like, Holy shit. I just watched Thor die. I mean, a, a Stark die. Um, the, the battle scene in Wakanda was fucking nerve wracking. She's climbing up into the couch. Uh, so then she, <laughs> all right, I'll tell you this after. So boom, we're in Wakanda. Thanos shows up. The music gets quiet. He's here. I hit record <laughs> on the, on the cat cam. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, Joe, from the moment that Thanos starts taking out the Avengers one by one on his path to vision to the moment that the credits roll, she did not move a muscle. She was catatonic. No reaction whatsoever. I had the video to prove it. Wow. No tears, no exclamations, no gasping. She did not move catatonic and i was like fuck i broke my girlfriend oh like she's she's gone somewhere she's gone to a safer place in her head this was too traumatic for her and i thought i'm a fucking asshole (laughs) like what did i do like i swear to god joe like i started crying (laughs) <laughs> not not at what was happening on the screen, but at the fact that this was a lot for her. And I oh. kind of like did this, like I set this up and I realized like, man, I know these are movies. Okay. And I know we're geeks and we, we love these things and we care about them so much, but like, there's something to be said for the reality of a person's emotional interior. You know, there's something yeah. to be said for a person's emotional reality. And there's something to be, that, that needs to be validated and respected. And I just felt like the biggest fucking heel. Like, oh. what it like, and I wasn't, I, I I have to be careful not to get choked up right now. Like, <laughs> I wasn't sitting on the couch, like with my arm around her as she like watched this really traumatic stuff happened. I was more concerned with recording her reaction for like fodder for like storytelling fodder after the fact. And in that moment, I regretted every decision around that. I was like this, regardless of, of what's causing it, you know, fuck whatever, you know, uh, uh, snobbish take you have on, you know, Martin Scorsese, like opinions on superhero movies, on Marvel, on cinema, whatever. D- throw Fine. Throw all that out the window. Fine. I'm sitting there and my partner, who I love, is having this really traumatic <laughs> emotional experience and I should be consoling her. I should be there for her. And I'm not, I'm sort of like watching it happen as a bystander. And I felt terrible, Joe. Oh, I just I wanted so to, sorry, Ray. <laughs> I just <laughs> wanted to take it away, man. I, I felt, I feel partially responsible and I feel awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dude, I, I was in oh. tears. I felt so bad when 
I mean, as everyone starts to disappear to dust, I'm sobbing, Joe. And I and oh. I now I watched this in the theater and I was sobbing when it happened. Right. But I've seen it a bunch of times since then. And while it's sad, you know, I'm enjoying the the spectacle of it and the storytelling part of it. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I was sobbing last night, dude, and it was because I was watching this person that I love like experience this. Uh. And she's catatonic. And I swear to God, like, oh, when Peter goes, it's just, I thought, okay, now she's going to break. Now she's going to break. No, dude, nothing, nothing. She does not move. She's gone. She does not move. Does not react. Barely blinks. And the credits roll. It goes, you know, Cap's famous line, oh, God. Cut to the moon that Thanos is on. Sits down on the steps, look of satisfaction of, of accomplishment on his face, cut to black, credits. She sits there through half the fucking credits without moving, Joe. I have the video. Uh-huh. <laughs> she gets up. She does not turn to me. She stands up in our in our darkened living room. She says, bathroom. And she walks into the bathroom and closes the door. She's in there. Oh, no. Yes, dude. And she's in there for the rest of the credits. And uh, I'm, like, preparing myself. Like, I sit up. I'm like, I fucked up. I need to to find a way to to apologize, to right this wrong. Like, I feel like I – I feel like I betrayed her. I feel like I, 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 you know, I asked her to trust me, you know, to to sort of enter this – invest emotionally in this story, in this universe – Trust me when it comes to, you know, the movies and the stories that I share with you. It's, you know, it's going to, it's going to give you a rush. It's going to take you somewhere, but it's not going to go too far. Don't worry. I got you, you know, and uh-huh. she, she willingly entered the safe space and was betrayed. <laughs> and uh. So I'm sitting there going, okay, how am I going to handle this? And she comes out of the restroom. And I said, are you okay? And she gives me this look. And the look says, I'm not okay, but I feel foolish being not okay. So I'm going to try to hide the fact that I'm not okay. But I recognize the look and I put my arms around her and she hugs me and we both cry a little bit. (laughs) Standing in the middle of my living room, holding each other. At this point, it's not even about (laughs) the MCU. You know what I mean? It's right. like it's like you're feeling something that is painful. I'm feeling something that is painful. Let's just be together. Like I'm going to meet you where you are and and I and I'm just going to, you know, be there with you in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Un- until we feel okay. And we held each other for it felt like <laughs> several minutes. And we sort of like, you know, went from crying quietly to just breathing quietly, just holding each other, just being still, just breathing normal now. And then she like, you know, she, she, she stood back, she looked at me, she leaned back and she said, are they, are they all dead for real? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, you're, you're, unfortunately I can't answer that, but you're 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 gonna find out and she just went oh <laughs> she sat down 
<laughs> oh man, Joe. Uh, I, I feel like I learned something about mental health, <laughs> about, <laughs> about, you know, I- emotional respecting and one's emotional reality about being, um, you know, about empathy, uh-huh. uh, about being a better, you know, friend and listener and about how to be there for someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, thank, thank God for the post credit scenes because it, it was like something not, not, mm-hmm. n- not necessarily hope, but just like a different thing than that scene in Wakanda. Yeah. You know, so we, so I pressed play on the credits and we watched, um, we watched Fury, right? Uh-huh. We watched the car crash and she's like watching, she's watching like with her hands over, like on the sides of her temples, like just like watching this unfold. Uh-huh. And then you see, and you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Oh God. I can't remember. Maria Hill. Yeah. Maria Hill vanishes. She doesn't say anything. Right, you see people vanishing. You see helicopters crashing. She doesn't say anything. The moment that Fury starts to vanish, she goes, "Oh shit!" Because <laughs> like, <laughs> Fury always has the answer, right? And then the little pager falls on the floor, and I said, "Do you recognize that?" And she goes, "Yes, it's her. It's 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 her." And I go, "It's Captain Marvel." She goes, yes. Then. I queue up Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Let's watch this. Thank God for that, man. That was just the time. Again, not necessarily hopeful, but just something else. Right. And so we see Scott go into the quantum realm. We see him get stuck there. Cut to, you know, real world dust particles. She goes, oh, no. And then Ant-Man and Wasp will return. Question mark? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That was the end of our night. Wow. <sighs> oh, that's that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. So how is she? How is she doing? Like, did you talk at all after that? Yeah, man. Be brief. Is yeah. she okay? Uh, she's she's okay this morning. We um, you know, we we climbed into bed, kind of lay there in the dark, and you know. <laughs> You know what she said to me? No. I said, are you okay? How are you? She's like, oh, my God. She's like, I just, oh, how long did you have to wait for the next week? I'm like, a year. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, listen, you know, we, we both have Friday off this coming Friday. I said, uh, maybe maybe we'll do watch it Thursday night instead of Friday night like I planned. She's like, oh, she's like, okay. I'm like, I know it was a lot, right? She goes, yeah, she goes, <laughs> she goes, poor Hulk. You know, he just was too scared to come out and fight again. <laughs> I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. She's like, you know, everyone disappearing. Like, oh, my God, I hope they're not dead. She goes, Hulk couldn't even come out again. And she started crying again, Joe. Oh, no. Oh, She's no. like, poor Hulk, because he got his ass kicked. Like, he's scared. The Hulk is scared, Ray. Do you know what that means for the Hulk to be scared to come out? 
And I'm like, no shit. That's what, like, <laughs> that's what you're crying about right now. Uh, yeah, that was her, that was her first takeaway. Well, that, you know, I think it kind of makes sense because everything else is so big. And at some point when, when the stars of all of these movies start like disappearing, at some point your logical brain has to go, well, they can't really be dead, dead. Like, right. Like I, I won't, you know, at some point she had to not let her head go there. And even when she's asking, she's asking for the reassurance. She's asking you to confirm her. Right. Exactly. Logical brain's. Defense mechanism. Yes, yes. Um, but she couldn't do – the one thing she couldn't do is do that for the Hulk because the Hulk's still there, but right. he ain't the Hulk. <laughs> right, yes. And the thing is that she knows, she understands that Marvel's storytelling is is well-planned. So just because there's another movie after this doesn't mean it's necessarily going to take place after this. You know what I mean? Like she, Right, like, right, right, right. So – and then I also think – you know, I think my girlfriend's just – she's a really special person. She She's somebody that – she has a lot of empathy for the world, first of all, in general. But right, right, right. I think that she she has empathy for the person that usually doesn't get a lot of empathy the mm-hmm. the strong person, the scary person, the 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 person who you know is just kind of seen as you know mean or you know an asshole or angry or whatever. The person that everyone else is least worried about is the person she's most worried about. That's crazy. And that's so, awesome. So yes, that's you know, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to do everything I can to keep her in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I got really scared because I felt like I fucked this up. <laughs> but uh, I think it, you know when when you when you know that about her, you see why she would of course gravitate towards being worried about the Hulk. Right. Right. Um, and then everything else, you know, just um, yeah, just you know, were, you know, feeling bad for Gamora. Feeling bad for uh, you know seeing seeing Gamora's childhood experience. Uh, feeling bad for Nebula. Just yeah, she just went through it. We went through the characters last night in bed as we fell asleep. She just wanted to say, you know, she was able to talk about it. And I thought, okay, at least we'll, we'll get some sleep. Yeah, exactly. And then this morning, she's like, "Holy shit, that was a heavy night." <laughs> but she's she she seems like like she is is she still talking about it is she like i just can't think about it right now she like, asked me this morning before i started recording she said hey do i need to, should i put on my headphones ah uh, okay and i said uh just to be safe yeah why don't you put them on just in case you know we're probably not going to talk about end game but just put them on she said okay so she put on her hair so she can't hear this right now uh okay. but she is going to listen to our podcast she's looking forward to that episode Okay, good. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. So there's there's well, things for her to for her to you know think about this week. Yeah, to kind of to kind, and I and I think in that podcast, I think we talk about the fact that we're going to lose somebody. Yeah, we and also. So she will hopefully be a little bit more primed for it than she was going into this one. Yeah, and and uh, what I'm looking forward to her hearing is your point about who survived. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, that was something that I had not even considered at that point. So uh, I'm excited for her to hear that and just just to think about the possibilities of what's coming next, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it does take it back down to the original Avengers and then somebody that references each movie. And so right. that allows us to kind of feel connected to our favorite characters without feeling but but it still lets it be the end movie for the avengers how about that man a geekitude episode as as (laughs) self-care 
I don't know. I uh, like. Is it self care when you cause the problem in the first place? <laughs> I feel oh, really shit. bad, Joe. Yeah, man. Oh, Joe. Because I mean, we've been sitting here, and then and and part of the part of the thing that I think everybody's been enjoying. Because I know, I know our listeners. I know that that we are not the only ones who feel bad because we have all been like, like, how's Rosie li- liking the movies? How is she? Is she enjoying it? Like, like we have been reliving this through her eyes because. We we were denied that complete blank slate. We knew what was happening going in. Yeah. We knew we were going to lose these people. Like we knew we knew what was happening as we went along. And then of mm-hmm. course, because of who we are, we we delved. We were like we theorized. And so a lot of the fun of these movies is like, was I right? Was I right? <laughs> yep. Were we right? Oh, Raven was right on that one. Oh, call that one. You know, that's yep. part of the fun of it. She doesn't have any of that to fall nope. back on. Nope. And she has no knowledge of like. Like we all went in knowing that they probably were not going to win and there were probably going to be a lot of casualties. Exactly. Exactly. We are very seasoned comic book readers and movie watchers. So, you know, for me, I was very impressed and very happy that the Russos were able to craft, you know, an emotional ending as they did. Knowing what we know, what we expect, I was like, wow, they still managed to get us somewhere. Right. But for someone that doesn't have those sort of defenses or whatever you want to call them, it's just, it's the the thing you last expect. Right. So, yeah, she, she's okay. She's, uh, <laughs> she's doing good this morning. She's, she's walking around. She's playing with the cats. She's good. <laughs> all right. Well, let, you know, if it feels appropriate, let her know that we all very, very much apologize. Yeah. Oh, she, and we really, really hope she, get, she can get some enjoyment out of this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, this has been quite an experience. Um, next week we're going to do end game. And then we're going to do Far From Home and then uh, both of those before we record on Sunday morning. Okay. And then are you going to do – then you're going to start the two series. Yep. And you're doing Division Falcon Winter Soldier or are you flipping them? Oh, that's a good question. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because Division literally happens right after Endgame, right? Okay. So you're going to start with Division. Yeah. Yeah. Start with okay, WandaVision. Okay. Um, that was another thing that she was fixated on last night. Actually, was was Wanda and Vision, mm. and I said, "Oh, do I have a TV show for you?" <laughs> yeah, I reminded her. This is what got her crying again. Right before we fell asleep, we were in bed already. I thought, you know, the healing is is or the the coping has begun. Uh-huh. And I said, "Yeah, you know, I never realized that." Um. The beginning of the movie when Wanda and Vision are in that hotel room and Vision is getting those pains or something's happening with the with the Mind Stone. And he puts Wanda's hand on his forehead and he goes, tell me what you feel. And she says, I only feel you. And at the very end, when she has to, you know, kill him, he says, I only feel you. And she just boom, started crying again. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't talk anymore. For real, Joe. For real. I was like, I need to just shut my dumb ass up. (laughs) God damn. She's never going to trust me again after this. Do you want to watch this? Hell no. (laughs) I want to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, she she does get a kick out of the fact that you know she knows by now she's aware that we talk about this on the podcast and that people ask okay. about it. So she gets a kick out of that. Um, you know, she asked me yesterday while we were barbecuing. So what do you enjoy talking about in the podcast for morning? I said, oh, some zombie movie that you know I, I couldn't even finish. And she's like, oh, do you want to finish it? I was like, no, no, I, <laughs> I will not do that to you. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we're gonna talk about what we're watching tonight. Our MCU you know, watch. And she starts laughing. She's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that you guys talk about that. So weird. Well, did, so. But does she, does she get why it's so, it's so fascinating to us? Does she understand that it's because she, she's the only person that we collectively know at this point who has not, who is going in this with a completely untainted eye. I don't think she, she sees, I don't think she, she, gets that far with it because to her, you know, she's someone who has no connection with this. So she I'm sure is aware of other people that also do not have any connection to this. Her family, by the way, <laughs> like her friends, her best friend uh-huh. is who, who has watched all of is not a geek or anything, but she's more like, you know, mainstream audience that has of course shown up for all the Marvel movies. Like most right, 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 right. audience did. She loves the fact that Rosie is finally watching this stuff. She's like, Oh, that's awesome. What? Your, your new boyfriend that I haven't met yet has gotten you to watch what? You're invested in this story? What the? Who is this guy, first of all? <laughs> Please tell me when you're caught up so we can talk about it. Like, she is totally shocked that Rosie is invested in these stories. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so well, I guess I guess we're ending a little bit on a, you know, it was traumatic – and we may have broke her, but she's still sticking with it. Yep. And we haven't ruined it for her. Nope. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Give her big hugs for all of us because I think all of us are <laughs> really, really bad. For sure, man. We are taking it easy today. Light viewing tonight. Like, because we knew, we knew, we knew it was going to be traumatic, but I don't think we realized. I like, I'm thinking, okay, like that beginning will be a shock. Yeah. And then, and then that, you know, the last battle is going to be, you know, when everybody, the, the I don't feel so good, that's going to, that's going to be. Like, but but we all went through that, <laughs> Joe. Yes, I was sobbing, Joe. Oh my god! I could barely hold. I think you see part of like my shoulder or something in in the video that I that I was able to take, and I'm like sobbing, trying to keep it together. Oh, yeah, it was, it was uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a night. Well, big man. big hugs. We we're all sending love and support to Rosie. I kind of feel like it has to be like this week on a very special episode of Geek to Tune. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we did this at the very end because I would not have been able to build up the rage I did for right. uh, no. the the zombie movie. No, if, this is good. Like, <laughs> we, we we planned this well. <laughs> yeah, this is a good. This is this episode. I think had a good flow. We'll see what people think of it. So okay, good. All right. Um, I don't think like like there is only one person who could get a shout out today. Like <laughs> we have to shout out to Rosie. Like it can't possibly go to anybody else. I agree. All right. Uh, coming up next week, we're 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 back to um like Sundays. week to week. Yeah, we're back to just like whatever we can get between now and next Sunday. Um, it sounds like next Sunday is going to be the culmination of the Rosie experience. Yeah, so I think that's what we have to look forward to next week. Um, 
but but from going on, if you guys have things that you want us to cover, um, I don't know if we're ready for a Buffy rewatch. I don't know if we are ready for um, I I now that we've done a show on a bad zombie movie, I'd kind of like to go do a zombie episode um, where we go back and maybe watch some of the old um, Romero stuff and talk about it. So let us know what you guys want because we we're we're kind of open. We don't have any obligations at this point. I would love that. I think that's. I mean, hopefully people are into it because I haven't seen most of those Romero movies. So that might be a cool thing to to dive into with you since you're so knowledgeable. You know. Yeah, there's even there's even one or two that I haven't seen. So like I don't remember like if Diary of the Dead or Survive survival of the dead or something like that one or both of those i have not seen i want to say i saw diary of the dead um okay cool let's let's do this for next episode too uh by the time you and i are recording next week's episode rosie will have finished the entire infinity war saga okay so if anyone out there has questions for her Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't you um, send them to us in, in on Slack, and I'll ask her these questions, and uh, maybe we'll have some answers for you in next week next week's episode. Would so she you, have any? Well, we'll t- we'll talk about we'll talk about details. Yeah, off-air. yeah, but but you <laughs> you can ask her you can ask her questions as if she's seen the whole thing because by that point she will have seen the whole thing. Right, right, right. So and if, yeah, anybody wants to ask anything, I'll see if I can get some good answers out of her. Love it. Okay. Cool. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as the geek to geek Podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Disney Forever, You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, The Nerdberg Review, JRPGs and Me, Dragon Quest FM, As the Dice Roll, and sometimes Rob – as the dice roll and mating habits of the modern geek. I'm just going to stop real quick and say, Hey, if you have not been following as the dice roll, um, cautious optimism is we're starting to get into what we consider are really good episodes. So um, if you can stick through to like 12, I think 12 is when it really starts picking up and it's no longer about trying to make sure the ship doesn't explode as it leaves the atmosphere. Um, Check it out because it is. It, I, we, we're having fun with it. We try and keep the the episode short, um, but I definitely give that a, a listen if you if you are at all interested. Also, check out our Twitch streamers, Capsule J, Bamashocks, and Troidal Power, and make sure to join us in Slack or Discord where you can chat with us in real time. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Ray, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Slack. I get Slack notifications. <laughs> so <laughs> I also get Discord notifications. Both of those platforms are now um, intertwined with my work, my regular work duties. So, uh, you know, if you have questions for me, you want to reach out to me, you can find me on both of those platforms. And if you want to hit me up on social media, I'm at Ray Vargas 3 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to see my artwork, you can go to rayvargas3.com. Uh, and just a, a, a tip, um, I don't know about you, Ray, but I know that there are a lot of Discord channels for the geek to geek network. And so if you really want us to see something, it's probably better to add us yeah. so that we we get it because I don't check th- every channel every day. Um, 
but yeah, if you guys want us to comment on something or you're specifically talking about Geektitude, go ahead and just give us one of, one or both of us an app and we'll we'll make sure we see it. Cool. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks, Ray. Um, uh, we really appreciate everything that Rosie is doing for us here. <laughs> she is having a great time. Okay, she has good. assured me she loves the MCU. Can't wait to watch Black Widow with her. Can't wait to watch to wait to watch the Eternals with her. So yeah, she's all in. Well, and that'll be exciting because she will she will officially be like caught up and part of the group yep. where she's now experiencing it real time with the rest of us. Absolutely. So that's awesome. All right. Um, well, that's it for us. Uh, thank you for putting up with us, putting out a podcast a day late. We were tired. We had other stuff going on, but uh, we hope you had a wonderful Memorial day. And remember this week, keep it geek. <laughs> <laughs>